0: Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects, and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 37. Now, this week on the podcast, I'm delighted to be talking to Yale van Loosbrug Speck about art and mental health. Now, Yale believes, like me, that everyone can engage with art and that it all starts with looking, hence the name of her company, Art C. At the moment, her main focus is on her programme Kunst als Perspektiv, or Art as Perspective. And this is an art tour for people suffering, suffering from negative thoughts, depression, burnout and anxiety. This tour has a very personal aspect because about 10 years ago, Yale herself suffered from depression and severe anxiety disorder. And the only place she could find peace of mind was in a museum in front of an artwork. This experience motivated her to create Art Perspective for people going through the same mental issues as she did. So in today's chat with Yale, we talk about what Art Perspective is and how it works. We discuss how to design programmes for people living with depression and anxiety with art and the framework she uses and the types of questions she asks. We also talk about how art discussions can help people living with depression, anxiety and negative thoughts and how art can really have a positive impact on mental health. Yale also shares some really helpful tips for creating art programs that have this positive impact on our mental well-being. So we had a really lovely chat, and I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. So, yeah, hi, and welcome to the Art Engager podcast. Hi, thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. Um, so can you tell us, where are you right now? Uh, at the moment, I'm at home in a, a little town called Zwijndrecht, um, which most of you probably don't know, but it's somewhere in between... Uh, the city of Dordrecht and Rotterdam in the Netherlands. So you're south
0: of me because I'm in Amsterdam right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Lovely to hear where you are.
1: And could you perhaps tell us a little bit about uh, what you do? Um, Yeah, well, in a nutshell, (laughs) I do do a lot of things. But um, what I do mostly now is art as perspective to translate it into English. Uh, It's an art tour that I created for people with um, negative thoughts, uh, depression, anxiety, um, yeah, and everything that comes with that. Um, And I I host these tours in museums and uh, at the moment also online. And I'm
0: so interested to hear about artist's perspective or Kunsthalle's perspective. hope I'm pronouncing it okay. (laughs) And how you, why you set it up, So, tell us a little bit of the background about how you came to set up this amazing program.
1: Uh, Well, um, it's a long story. Uh, But starting at the beginning, I think it started about 10 years ago when I went to London with the the university I was enrolled at at that moment. and I don't exactly know why, but I always was very interested in art and museums. So when we went to London, the first thing that came to mind was, oh my God, I can go to the Tate and I can go to the National Gallery. Um, but my fellow students weren't that much interested into art because I, I wasn't enrolled in an art academy at that moment. Uh, so I decided to stay there myself for a few days. And it was just, Amazing! I mean, I I got to see so many great artworks, and I felt extremely happy being there. Uh, and it was actually until I came back, and I was, I think, I was sitting in the train, and I thought, like, "Whoa, I was actually happy there." And the weird thing is that I allowed myself to be happy over there. Normally, when I get that feeling here, I kind of punish myself for it. Um, so that realization that there was another way of feeling and that i could actually do that yeah that kind of put things in motion uh, and it helped me to recognize that i had the depression Um, so i went into therapy and um well also during my recovery art and museums were a, a big part a big help in you know getting back out there um and yeah i always say i like to <laughs> i like to talk in images so i always say like my head is like a bowl of spaghetti like all tangled up uh, but when i'm in a museum in front of an artwork it kind of uh, gets li- the spaghetti gets laid out and organized in pieces that i can actually understand um and yeah that that helped me so much and it still does even uh, 10 years after and to me it was You know, it was so weird that no one told me about this. No one told me about the power that art can have. Um, So I thought maybe I should be the person to tell everyone that this exists. Uh, Yeah, and that's actually when this idea was born in my head. And after I graduated from the Art Academy a few years back, uh, I decided it was time to actually do something about this idea. And, you know, just to start and work work something out. Uh, and from there on, I uh, I created Artist Perspective, which is about, I think, three years now. Um, yeah, so I think that. Yeah,
0: it's a lovely story to hear. It's a lovely story to hear that you found that peace of mind when you were in a museum, when you were exactly. in front of art. And I'm also really interested in you saying that um, it's not very well known. There's not many people talking about this. I think things have changed, definitely in the last couple of years, perhaps due to what we're all going through with the pandemic um, and people have realised perhaps when museums have been shut that perhaps they are these special places that can help us to connect with others, to connect with ourselves, to feel that peace of mind. So um, I'm so grateful that you've set this programme up. Perhaps you could tell me a little bit about how it works and what sorts of groups you work with um, and how it works in practice.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. You were totally, you're totally right that it's, you know, I think it's even more uh, needed than it was before. I mean, before it, before all, all COVID, it was already important that something like this uh, was there. But I think now more people realize how much they actually need it. Um, so that's a very good thing. And um, yeah, so I really hope that when the museums open in the Netherlands again, more people will, uh, will go to museums and find that peace of mind. Um, and if they join my tour, <laughs> what I do uh, is uh, I take them. It's all, it's all people who have um, either, how do you say that? Like they have anxiety problems, depression, or, you know, in a preventive stage of this. So having negative thoughts or very, are very stressed. Um, so these people come to the museum uh, and we're in a small group of about six people. Uh, And we actually just start looking at the art and I just help, I help people to actually, you know, go into the painting, not literally, but (laughs) with their minds. Uh, So we stand in front of a painting and by asking very simple questions, like what do you see and what kind of uh, situation do you see happening before you? Uh, And people answer those questions. Uh, And I always ask after the normal question, like, how do you see that? And then people have to explain why they see that it's a party, or they have to explain why they see that it's a woman uh, riding a horse, or nah, whatever you, whatever they see. Um, and from that, yeah, from that moment on, from those questions on, I go deeper into their own thoughts uh, because it's um, what people see actually says a lot about what they think. Um, and at the at first, of course, like with normal questions, uh, you just help people get, in, get into the slow looking and, you know, really taking the time to stop their thoughts and go into the painting and, you know, just be busy with what am I seeing? Um, and then I get these thoughts, like all these answers that they give me, I'll take them back and I kind of translate them through the painting and then ask um, a question back with their own words um if that makes sense (laughs) yes absolutely so
0: um if I can just uh, paraphrase what you were saying you were talking about paraphrasing I think when you're just repeating back people's words or restating in their own words what they've said to you and you restate that back to them um and I was really interested as well you're talking about observation being the sort of the the starting point the key to opening up these conversations and I obviously uh, feel very much the same. I start all my discussions, whatever group I'm working with, observation as a, I think it just creates that level playing field. It helps everybody. Everybody can look at this artwork and start to say, describe what they see. And from then on, then you can start sort of having a window, as you say, into what they think and use that as a sort of anchor around which to base your discussion. So, yeah, it's very um, interesting that you have a similar framework to the frameworks that um, I've been using as well. Can yeah. I ask you a question about types of artwork? So, what types of museums do you do this with? Are there any special types of objects
1: or artworks you choose? Yeah, that's actually that's very funny because when I when I started doing this, uh, when this idea started, I was convinced that I needed to do this with uh, abstract paintings because, um, you know, put me in front of a Rothko, Mark Rothko, and I'm gone. (laughs) So I was convinced that it needed to be something like a Rothko or a Pollock or Picasso, Mondrian, you name it. Uh, And then I got talking to someone at the Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam. uh, And like, I think about 90% of their collection isn't abstract art. (laughs) So I thought, okay, (laughs) oh God. How am I gonna do this? I mean, the Rijksmuseum is one of the biggest museums in the Netherlands. I think it's yeah, it is the biggest museum in the Netherlands. I think um, so. You know, I I need to I need to do this. So, you know, they gave me uh, access to their to their collection, so I just started started doing it and also using a few of their abstract arts uh, artworks. And I actually noticed that portraits and you know things that people can actually recognize really works. Uh, and that abstract art is way more difficult because most people that uh, that come to me, you know, that that uh, join artist perspective, they know art and they go to museums, but some of them don't, uh, and they don't really know how to look at art yet. So abstract paint uh, paintings are for most of them very hard to understand. Yeah. So um, actually, it actually works very well with portraits and landscapes at first and then once people actually know how to look and you know I've given them some tools then I go into the abstract art um yeah and and that actually works while at first I thought okay it needs to be all abstract now I see that there's this kind of learning curve in how to look at art and uh, that abstract art does work but you should give people a bit of a uh, a guide I think We've got some guidance before you do that before you throw them into the color fields <laughs> yeah yeah it can be very
0: overwhelming i think um working with abstract art quite often it, it, people have a sense of i don't know where to start with discussing this so i've i've often found that using some kind of framework using a thinking routine which breaks it down into categories or things to look for will help give people an an entry point into that abstract artwork. So things like looking for colours, shapes and lines and then moving on from there. Exactly. um, Yeah, and and using things like portraits are wonderful because you can talk about all sorts of feelings and emotions. So do you move on to thinking about what uh, the figures in the artworks are feeling or what they're perceiving, what they're knowing? What sort of questions do you ask when you're
1: working with portraits? Yeah, uh, it's the easiest way is always to start with a portrait because people recognise it and then um, they know that what they say isn't necessarily wrong. Um, So, like, I always say the most important thing is that everything you say is okay. Like, if you think something is ugly, that's fine. If If you're standing in front of a painting that's, to me, obviously purple and you think it's green that's fine Uh, but by starting with a portrait most people have the same idea so they kind of feel secure as in okay you know what I'm seeing is is good Um, and then uh, depending on the group depending on their answers I go more into okay how is this person feeling how is this person uh, person feeling in this environment Uh, and I'm playing that back to them to like how are you feeling in this environment and what would you do? And what should she or he do in the painting? Um, so it's kind of uh, I have this little um, steps that I take because most uh, the most oh, sorry because most tours uh, are with three or four paintings, yeah, uh, and sometimes also uh, objects or uh, sculptures, uh, and I start with something that's very yeah. <laughs> i'd say like normal <laughs> i think you know something that everyone can recognize yeah uh, you know to be to help them get into the way of looking and like okay i got this i know how to do this i can stop my negative thoughts and just be in this moment with this group of people um and then the second painting is way more about okay how are the people on that painting feeling how are they doing and uh how do you reflect on that person like how, what's the connection between you and that person and then the third painting is most of the time putting the participants in the situation of the painting that they see in front of them so a good example is um the uh, the Mary family in the Rijksmuseum yeah uh, from Steen. And it's a picture where you see a family having fun. They're singing and and playing music. And it looks very nice and comfy. But for someone who has anxiety problems or social anxiety problems, this is hell. I mean, they they see this and they're like, oh, my God, can I please get out? Uh, But then I put, put them actually in that position as in, okay, you need to go in there you need to go and join that family even though you don't know them but because the situation is paused I mean it's a painting so it doesn't move they can slowly look at certain aspects of that painting of that situation where they feel comfortable with so um, and I always I always say okay so you, now you do this with a painting because you pause it but you can also do this in real life you have a situation but you just kind of you know slice it into pieces and then it becomes way more open and way less scary to join um yeah I hope this answers your question actually absolutely yeah (laughs) I'm just imagining the painting because I know it really well
0: and it's a really jolly painting although there's some symbolism and there's some messages in there about how we should behave and how we shouldn't behave Um, but it's very busy isn't it so there's a lot going on there's a lot of people there's movement yeah and what you were saying reminded me a little bit, I'm not sure if um, you, you're familiar with art-based learning, where you take a walk inside a painting yeah. and you walk around and sort of think about what you see and you feel and you notice yeah. um, and try out different positions in the painting to see what feels comfortable. Is Was it influenced by
1: art-based learning? or? Yeah, the method, the method that I developed is... Uh Indeed, a little bit based on art based learning, uh, a bit on visual thinking strategy, a bit yeah. on visual intelligence, a bit on the um, cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's a bit of everything, uh, which becomes something new.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it's taking the bits that work for the types of groups that you work with and the people that you work with. So it's, um, yeah, it's wonderful taking, you know, things from other methods and finding out how you can uniquely use them with the groups that you work with in the situations you work with as well so yeah, yeah. loving hearing about this this program I have loads of questions buzzing around my head um, <laughs> but I, what I'd really like to know is what what are the outcomes so how can art or how can these tours with um, small groups have a positive impact on their mental health
1: yeah it at first is. Oh, sorry uh, well it uh, it seems to work <laughs> because every participant i i had had some kind of positive impact uh that varies very much from having a very nice hour uh you know just in that hour they're not thinking about all the negative but just thinking about the painting and something they see in front of them uh, but some people actually um how do you say that they feel this joy this freedom this um enlightenment to yeah if I can say that uh, yeah. for for a longer period of time so I got an email I think from one of the first participants and she emailed me I think about a week later and she said like from the moment we started even till now which is two weeks later I still feel like so much lighter in my head because we looked at art And then I thought, okay, thank God, (laughs) you know, it actually works. And um, I'm not saying that it changes everyone's lives because everyone's different and uh, everyone has different uh, problems. And, uh, you know, someone that's in a very big depression and someone that's, you know, having stress are two very different kinds of things. Uh, It works for both of them, but it works in different ways. So I always say that people who are, on top of the mountain, of top of the mountain called depression or anxiety or burnout, they yeah, they can use this as a tool to get further. And you know, you should also have a little other guidance next to this, but it does it does work, you know, and even if it's just an hour, it's just an hour of seeing things differently, which you know helps them see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um While for someone who's just very stressed out at the moment, uh, he or she can just see how to look differently, like how to think differently. So I actually always uh, think about, um, you know, the way you think is in a certain way. So it's like the stream of water that always takes the easiest route. So some information comes in, a thought comes in your mind, and it goes a certain way. But if you dig another channel in the ground, the water will go there as well. Uh, but you need to know how to dig this channel. And I dig this channel by helping people looking at art, um, if that makes sense in a way. <laughs> yes, that's a lovely metaphor for thinking about it. Yes. And I always to find metaphors for it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love it. It's a really uh, creative way of thinking about it. And I wonder also whether you're transferring these skills to people so that when after their their time with you whether they do one tour or they do uh, a few tours they can then visit a museum on their own using the skills that you've taught them and use it to have that time de-stressing or to you know just to make their mind a bit lighter or to unravel the spaghetti in their mind do you, you find anyone talks
1: about that happening as well? Yeah, a few of them actually. They said like, okay, I used to go to to museums, like like, every, not everyone, but a lot of people, you know, to to go there and look at the art and think about, okay, what did the artist mean to say with this painting? Um, while they said like, but now I go there and I think, okay, but what do I see and what does that say about me? Yeah. And then I'm completely smiling because that's all I want. I want them to see art not only as something beautiful and as something that someone someone's meant to tell a story with, but also what it can do for you, what story it can tell about you and about the way you think and about um, how things can be different. So, yeah, it, it, that does happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's
0: great to hear because you, you're actually giving people the skills to be able to go to museums themselves and connect with the art in their own way, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you if you have any top tips because I know there's going to be lots of people listening who will be interested in thinking about how they might create um, art programs that have a similar positive impact on mental health. So do you have any top tips for if others wanted to
1: create programs in the same vein? Uh, Yeah, I do. (laughs) Um, There are a few things that I always also say to people when they come uh, do an artist perspective tour. Uh, and the first thing is, which I think is also the most important, is that nothing is wrong. I think I said it earlier in the podcast as well. Um, by giving people the freedom to tell what they see and how they feel, uh, you also create the freedom to yeah for them to actually talk about things that they might find difficult to talk about. So... I always say just go with the flow and you know if you don't want to talk or you don't want to engage, you don't have to. Like uh, when I ask a question, I most of the time direct a question to a specific person. Uh, so I say like, oh, so what do you see, Claire, for example. Um, but if you don't want to enter, you don't have to. So I think that's very important that you give people that that freedom and that, that security um, Second of all, let people discover their imagination. Um, I always try, like if if the museum lets me, I try to cover up the um, little board of text with the title and the little bit of information because most people always go to that bit first. They want to know uh, what kind of situation it is, what the artist meant with it. But by taking that away, they have to do it on their own power. They have to use their imagination. And by triggering that, they also go deeper into their uh, into their own their own thoughts, so that's also very important. Like disco- let them discover their imagination and, and help them a little bit with it. So don't um, in the Netherlands we say uh, "kau alles voor," so chew everything beforehand. <laughs> if I say that correctly, uh, but let them you know let them struggle a little bit and just just be there to help them. Um, but once they discovered it themselves, it will stick. It will stick way better. So, um, yeah, so that. So be, be a helping hand, uh, but let, let them do, let them use their imagination. Um, and the third thing is uh, start the conversation. Also help start the conversation in the group. So um, I also, you know, I try to do it just one-on-one. So just me with one person. Uh, and that worked, but it didn't work as good as in a group. Because, you know, I'm just one person who has one opinion and has one way about seeing things. But if you're in a group, you know, you can see so much more because everyone has different life experience, uh, different thoughts, uh, different ways of, of, yeah, of looking and experiencing things. And by helping starting that conversation, you yeah, you actually give someone new ways to think that even I haven't seen. Uh, for example, like, uh, yeah, the Mary family again that I, I talked about earlier. I have done that painting with many groups, and it's not that big of a painting. I mean, it's not that small, but it's not really big. But every time again, I see new things because I look through someone else's eyes, um, and you know, by being able to see those things and also play that back to someone, say like, "Oh, wow, I haven't even seen that yet. That's so that's so cool that you see that." It gives them the confidence to look further um so yeah I would say uh, one uh, don't tell people what they're doing wrong give them the confidence uh, second of all let them discover their imagination and third of all start a conversation in the group about what you see love that I love talking about the power of the group as well because it It's working together with groups,
0: creating conversations with them, makes everybody feel that they're part of something, that they're all discovering together, they're all finding out new things together, and they're all helping each other in some way. So, yeah, Yeah. it's a a wonderful experience.
1: Yeah, and they're Um, all people in in artist perspective tours, they're all people with similar problems, similar mental health issues. So it also kind of makes them feel like, oh, I'm not alone, you know, and it gives that kind of recognition of oh I felt that the exact same way and you know that they start a conversation about the way they felt in a certain situation and and they help each other like oh but you know I did something Uh, they give each other tips for example on on how to handle certain situations so it's not only looking at art but it's also the conversation that that artwork starts within a group yeah and you have that important role in facilitating
0: those conversations don't you as well yeah yeah yeah, so I'm delighted that you're going to be doing a masterclass for my membership programme. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about it? It's on 8th of February, so uh, in a few weeks' time. Could you give us sort
1: of an overview of what you'll be teaching us? Yes, um, I'm very much looking forward to it as well. Um, and I will tell a bit more about how I developed the method for Artist Perspective. So in the uh, in this podcast, I already told a little bit, but I'll go deeper into that. Uh, I will also tell more about the importance of a program like this, uh, like what kind of audiences you can reach and uh, why it is so important for this audience that something like this uh, is happening in a museum. Uh, And I also will uh, give a little part of the tour, just a little sneak peek, (laughs) because normally it will take about an hour at least. Um, So I won't do the entire tour, but just a little sneak peek so that people... um, who attend the masterclass can experience themselves what I do um and ask questions about that fantastic oh I'm really looking forward to it I can't wait uh, <laughs> me too so tell
0: us how people can find out about you where can they contact you where can they find out about art's perspective uh
1: well I have a website <laughs> it's called artsyprojects.com um And uh, I also have an Instagram just for artist perspective. Uh, It has a Dutch name. So, (laughs) but you can find it on my website as well. But for the people who know Dutch, it's called Kunst als Perspectief. So you can find that on Instagram. Um, And you can always email me at uh, artsyprojects at gmail.com. If you have any questions or want to talk or, yeah, whatever, just email me. I'm always there. I'm always on my email. (laughs) I hardly ever miss one.
0: (laughs) I will put all the links in the show notes so that people can click directly through to your website and your Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much. So thank you you so much for chatting with me today. I think we could have talked for a lot longer. It's been brilliant getting to know all about your work. I love what you're doing with Artists Perspective. I love what you're doing, introducing people to art and museums and having a positive impact on people's mental health. Um, So thank you so much for this chat.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I really hope to see a lot of people in the masterclass and... um, yeah, hopefully talk to more people about this, about this program and the importance of it, because I really hope that uh, more museums around the world go and do something like this to help people with their mental health, because it's so extremely important. Extremely important.
0: Thanks a lot, Yael. yeah. Thank Bye. you so much. So a huge thanks to Yale for being on the podcast today. You can tell how much I enjoyed talking to her. Her passion and enthusiasm for her work just really shines through. And if you want to join Yale's Masterclass on the 8th of February, you can do so by becoming a member of the Thinking Museum membership. So all masterclasses are now sold as part of the membership. You can become a member for a month much longer. We'd love you to stay around for longer too. We'll be exploring in this masterclass how art can have this positive impact on mental health. She'll be telling us about the method she uses and how she gets to start conversations about mental health using art. You'll also get a chance to experience a mini version of the tour for yourself. So if you're interested, I'll put a link in the show notes to sign up for this very special class. Now, don't forget as well, every Friday I send out the TM Weekly, my newsletter, full of inspiration and ideas. I share one thing to watch, one to read and one to listen to and all the details of upcoming classes and courses too. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.